Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition. And you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas high school events, including hundreds of live Texas high school football games. It's all part of a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscription. Get your today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment or medications if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Visit BeWellTexas.org. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by BCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that's like a roaring fire on your computer. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places that are in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Dutch to the dorks. She dressed up like Dwight Schrute. <laughs> She's Ashley Pickle. I'm not going to lie. Mallory and I absolutely crushed the Dwight and Moe's costume. Yeah. It, it was good. It was very good. It's going to be hard to beat I that. I was impressed by, and I should tell Mallory this, uh, I was impressed by her neck beard. Oh, yeah. Her neck beard was very solid. Yeah. Like, it didn't, it was obviously fake, yes. to be clear, but, like, it wasn't so fake that it's like, oh, well, that's distracting. Yeah, her hair was the exact same color as the beard, mm-hmm. so that helped a lot. It did. Um, that was her natural hair that she just kind of, like, pinned up over. Obviously, I had to wear a wig uh, because yes. the blonde didn't work with the Dwight, so. Uh, yeah, that doesn't work. That, that would be. Um, but thank tough. you. We were we yeah, were quite very proud of it. Got very, very, very good reaction. You should. As in, everybody just laughed their behinds off. Absolutely. Well done. Thank you. Today is Monday, October 30th, 2023, 24 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday. Speaking of that family, mm-hmm. happy birthday to Rhonda Hartley. Happy birthday, Rhonda. That's Texas Football Today's 
uh, no, she hadn't been on the show, Mm-mm. but friend of Texas football today, we're Correct. comfortable saying, um, Rhonda Hartley. Happy birthday, Rhonda Hartley. Uh, it's episode 1,682. On today's show, folks, there's a lot to get to. We have Monday morning fallout going to overreact to a big weekend of football across the state of Texas. They're going to be joined by the head coach of the DeSoto Eagles, Coach Claude Mathis, coming off of um, a weekend uh, for them. They just happened to do a thing. Then we're going to roll out the official Texas high school football state rankings heading into the final week of the regular season. Uh, so lots to do and not much time to do it, Pickle. Do we have first horse through the door? We sure do. It was Big Jiggly Water Balloons, Aaron Arbuckle, Jersey Number 69, and Ed McElroy. Wow. Welcome wow. in, fellas. What a day. What a day. They're doing the thing again. I love it. lot to get to, Pickle. Hit the air right sign. Sign for Monday Morning Fallout. Monday morning fallout. We overreact to the football weekend. If there was ever, if there was ever a week that we need to overreact to, yeah, it might be this one. Let's start with my opening thought. When it rains, it pours. Literally and figuratively. Am I, am I- <laughs> Am I giving you PTSD? Yes. Uh, I didn't mean to, but uh, but yes, it is. Uh, obviously, weather had a big impact on week 10 of the Texas high school football season. Number of games shifted around, let's say, mm-hmm. whether they got moved up early. Yes, ma'am? I was going to say real fast. I do want to genuinely thank the coaches that just went ahead and moved their games up. Yes. Because they're, it is so much easier as a producer to deal with moving games up than mm-hmm. starting a show and there not being any games happening because of lightning delays. So it's like, yes. shout out to all the coaches that moved their games up. So the weather, the weather happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing we can do about it, even no. though we do have the technology. Um, Laser beams. Mm-hmm saying it for years but i want to talk about a bigger a broader topic about this which is it does seem like big surprises or at the very least pretty seismic wins tend to come in bunches i think you saw that on uh, this weekend we're going to talk with the head coach of the desoto eagles coach claude mathis here in a moment about their big win over duncanville and i don't think it can be overstated how dominant that was Mm -hmm. like that ended up being a 14 point game but there was a late window dressing touchdown from duncanville Mm -hmm. desoto did not win that game desoto dominated that game from start to finish from start to finish galena park north shore a 26 point win over tascacita like what more do you want what more do you want they they bully balled them a shocking win. Not not shocking like an upset, but like the dominance mm-hmm. displayed. Byron Nelson. Winners over South Lake Carroll, snapping South Lake Carroll's long district winning streak. They hadn't lost a district game since 2018, I want to say. Yep. A a a shocking a, a seismic win for that program and a program that we're going to talk about differently now, like plain and simple. That is a legacy-building win for them. It got moved to Saturday from Thursday, so I think people might have forgotten about it. What about Willis? Yep. Big win over, over the, the Woodlands. Woodlands. I think a real prove-it win for for Willis, and mm-hmm. you want to talk about a real contender in 6A Division Two, Region Two. Oh yeah. We may get Willis and DeSoto, which could be fun. And then you had games 
that maybe we had our eye on, but we weren't necessarily paying a ton of attention to. What about Richland's win over Mansfield Timberview? Mm -hmm. That was huge. By 10 points. To stay undefeated. Again, another impressive dominant victory. What about Barber's Hills win over Port Arthur Memorial? Mm -hmm. Relatively surprising there. I thought that Iowa Colony's win over Bay City was really gutty. Uh, yeah, now they're playing in a district championship game I this week for Needville. Yeah. Speaking of Iowa, Iowa Park upsets Clyde, previously unbeaten Clyde. After Clyde had a huge win the week before. <laughs> it was. It's one of those weeks where one after another after another, and because I think the schedule got jumbled, we didn't necessarily, they didn't all happen all at once, like on a Friday night, and so it, it felt like... If you if you weren't just like sitting and paying attention the entire weekend, you maybe didn't you missed the breadth of it. But it was a pretty shocking week of, of high school football. Game of the week, College Station forty nine, AM Consolidated forty two. This game was nuts. <laughs> this game went back and forth. College Station ends up scoring in the final minute to win it forty nine forty two. College Station still unbeaten all time against AM Consolidated. And it's going to win that district and a team that, again, they're doing that thing again, where early in the season, we leave them for dead. And then you look up and they're eight and one. And you're like, uh, are you guys going to win region three again? Mm -hmm. Like what? It, like right now, would it shock anybody if they won region three? I don't think so. Personally, like full shares in that mix. They've been very good. Mm -hmm. Right. But. But College Station can score just as many points as they can, and that's how Fullshare gets people. So, like... Anyway, that's my game of the week. 49-42, uh, College Station beats Adam Consolidated. Am I overreacting? Probably. Did Harden-Simmons just end the Mary Harden-Baylor dynasty? That was a really impressive victory from Harden-Simmons. And... 24 to 14, they take down the crew and kind of beat them at their own game. They won a defensive battle. Like, Marion Baylor had beaten Harden Simmons 20 of the last 21 times. Right? Furthermore, this win, Harden Simmons is in the driver's seat to win the American Southwest Conference now. Mm hmm. They got to, like, it depends on what they do this week. And then they and then a, a loss to East Texas Baptist, if, they, or if they're to beat East Texas Baptist in the, in the finale. A, and, and furthermore, like, Mary Hart and Baylor, like, the sh I think I think what's happening is maybe people are not as scared of them anymore. No, I, because they finally showed weakness for the first time in checks notes 30 years. Right. <laughs> Harden Simmons scored 17 consecutive points in the second half to win it. That's what Mary Hart and Baylor does. Keep an eye on that in the Division Three level. Time for the Dudes Rock Dude of the Week. Hashtag Dudes Rock. To nominate a dude who rocks. Hashtag Dudes Rock. This week's Dudes Rock Dude of the Week is I task a quarterback and defensive back Buddy Jackson. Time out. Let's stop this. Name one buddy you don't like. Correct. And he's a buddy who happens to be a wampus kid. All buddies. Especially all buddies. Like, okay. Let's put it this way. Two circles. Mm-hmm. Buddies. Mm-hmm. Wampus cats. Wampus cats. Combine. Buddies and Wampus Cats, like, that's a 100% hit rate. Buddy Jackson goes 13-20 for 277 yards, five touchdowns passing. He ran for 75 yards. He also had two interceptions on defense. As Itasca gets a nice win. Keep it on the Wampus Cats. 
Itasca's Buddy Jackson. This week's hashtag Dudes Rock Dude of the Week. Time for my play of the week. And this comes to us via a friend of the program, Greg Powers, who was out at the Prosper and Allen game. And a little bit of trickeration from the Prosper Eagles. I was about to say the Eagles. The Eagles of Prosper on what ends up being a pretty critical score. Prosper comes up with the touchdown there. And if you see the receiver, like, initially, like, ends up pinning it against his helmet Mm -hmm. on the flea flicker, a remarkable play from Prosper is they get a narrow win over Allen to nab the number one seed out of Division I. Uh, Prosper's flea flicker helmet helmet catch is our, I'm sorry, flea flicker helmet catch touchdown against Allen is uh, my play of the week. Quick break for a hot take. Baylor shouldn't fire Dave Aranda, but they might. Baylor looks like... Okay, specify this. Shouldn't fire him now, like mid-season, or after the season is over? I don't think they should fire him after the season. I don't think... I I think think you're in the minority of that. Maybe. Maybe. I am not ready to give up on the Dave Aranda project of Baylor. I think he's a good coach. I think that injuries have hurt this team. Yeah. And I also think that there is a bigger issue, which is that the recruiting has taken a nosedive. That's the bigger issue that if you want to... But I would give him one more year. I would give him one more year. Now that in what is going to be a new look Big 12, right? I think you you need to give him one more year. That's my thought. He's only a couple years removed from winning the Big 12, right? I think the thing that's been so disappointing under Dave Aranda at Baylor is the fact that their defense has just never looked good. Like, he he came into it being a defensive guy. And when they won, it's because they had a good offense. I just don't know how that doesn't transfer over. How do you go from now, being the defensive it, yeah. coordinator at LSU to then sucking on defense Now, there are going to be there gonna be changes. Jeff Grimes is very fired. The yes. Coordinator. He's yes. gone. I would give Dave Aranda one more year. I also would not be surprised if they do pull the trigger. Yeah. Uh, because I think that there is a notion that they're falling behind in the New Look Big 12. It's my hot take. It's my hot of the week. This one flew under people's radar, Mm -hmm. and I think it's because it started late, or like, I don't know if it started late or there's like a big delay. It didn't end until like past midnight. But Hugh and Midway beat Pflugerville Weiss 41 to 17. Okay? Now, a couple of things. Shout out to Esram Martinez, the interim head coach for for Hewitt Midway took over midseason when they were one and five now they're five and five they got a share of the district title and they knocked off a previously unbeaten state ranked Pflugerville Weiss team mm-hmm. and they dominated them I don't know what's going on there and now by the way Weiss plays Hutto this week mm-hmm. on a Thursday night affair on a Thursday night live on Dave Campbell's Texan live a a weird result, but Hugh Midway forty one, Flugerville Weiss seventeen is my ha of the week. Time for the wild stat of the week. We're gonna stay in Central Texas. Let's talk about Waco University. Waco University. Um, I hope I'm not stepping out of the line here. Waco University has for a while 
been bad. Yes. I'm not trying to rub it in. Just the truth. But in the last, since 2014, they have uh, five winless seasons. Uh, they have they have not had a winning record since 2009. Okay, it's been a hot minute, but that's all turned around for little old Waco U because they are seven and two right now. They've clinched a playoff spot, and this is from our friend Matt Step. There is a lot to dig into. They haven't won eight games in a season since 2002. If they play Belt, if they beat Belton this week, they'll win eight eight games in a season for the first time since two thousand and two. They have not won a share of the district title since nineteen ninety six. A share of the district title since nineteen ninety six. Pickle, do you know who was playing for Waco University in nineteen ninety six? I was not born yet, so I do not. <laughs> Ladanian Tomlinson. Oh, wow. Who? They have not won an outright district championship since 1956. That is that predates our magazine by four years. If they beat Belton on Friday night, mm-hmm. every one of those streaks can be broken. Okay? Eight wins in a season, first time since 2002. Share of a district title, first time since 96. Outright district title, for the first time since 1956. Waco University's got a big game this week against Belton. Speaking of Matt Step, it's time for the Matt Step. He got that dog in him. Player of the week. And now, the Matt Step. He got that dog in him. Player of the week. Matt Step, Dave Campbell's Texas football here at Barnett Stadium in Houston. Getting ready for Wheatley and Yates. And I'm here with the Week 10 Matt Step. He got that dog in him award winner. And the winner of the Week 10 Matt Step, he got that dog in him award, is none other than LaPorte slot Landon Kay. In today's win over Crosby, Landon Kay has 57 yards rushing, two touchdowns, 52 yards receiving, and a touchdown on just five overall touches. Congrats to Landon. And he also threw a lot of great blocks on the edge. Congrats, Landon. You, sir, have got that dog in you. This has been the Matt Step. He got that dog in him player of the week. Congratulations, Landon. The Matt Step. He got that dog in him player of the week. You have my attention. Cy Springs? Mm-hmm. How about that? Look, we're not in the business of handing out awards before the regular season is over. But there will be a discussion about the 6A coach of the year. Mm-hmm. And it will heavily involve... OG Fagan at Cy Springs. Folks, Cy Springs is 8-1. First time they've won eight games in a season since 2003. First time they have made the playoffs since 2003. This is one of the remarkable turnarounds. OG Fagan took over a program in 2021 that was coming off a 1-9 season. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and that one and nine season was better than the year before. They have not had a winning season. This is their first winning season since two thousand and three. Cy Springs has been like routinely, all due respect, the worst team in Cyfair ISD mm-hmm. for two decades, and now they're going to play Bridgeland on uh, Friday, Thursday, Thursday. 
They're going to play Bridgeland for a chance to win the district title. Cy Springs, one of the remarkable stories in Texas high school football, and you should be paying attention. Um, our Gavin Moritz caught up with OG Fagan earlier in the year and had a, just a real, real awesome sit-down interview about what it's been like to transform this program and how he was even, you know, mm-hmm. he thought that this could be the year. It's on our YouTube page. If you haven't had a chance to go watch it, go back and watch it. It is, it's really, really cool. I might go tweet Great it. Guy. Yeah, I'll tweet it out. But fabulous stuff. Cy Springs. And a gutty win, by the way. They kicked a field goal late to beat Cy Woods mm-hmm. to, to move to 8-1. and one. Which was an, an upset. Even with how mm-hmm. good Cy Springs has been playing, that was, that was surprising. Get excited for Garrison and Timpson. One of two matchups of unbeatens in week 11 of the Texas high school football season. The other one is San Benito and Westlaco. Uh, but a real test for Timpson. A real test for Garrison. I think their biggest test of the year. And how does this Garrison defense, which has been excellent, handle Terry Bussey and company? Furthermore, the other side is interesting as well. Because Garrison has got these two running backs... Um, their names are, uh, their names are Amarian Raspberry, awesome, dude's rock, and Javian Black. And those two guys, they're going to lean on it, and they're going to, I know exactly what their game plan is going to be. They're going to try to shorten the game. Mm-hmm. Keep Terry Bussey, well, at least keep the ball out of his hands. Fascinating game, Garrison and Timpson coming up Friday. Final thought. Hey, who's number one in 6A? <laughs> That's an honest question, and I think it's an open question because I think that there are two teams, with all due respect to Vandergrift and Westlake, I think there are two teams that have separated themselves mm-hmm. now with Duncanville's loss. Yeah, it's North Shore and DeSoto. It's North Shore and DeSoto. And I think there's a reasonable argument on both sides. Yeah. DeSoto has the single best win. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. Beating Duncanville by multiple scores is the best win any program has. They also have a win over Allen, and they have a win over South Oak Cliff. North Shore, I think, has the deeper resume. Atascocita, the Woodlands, C.E. King, Summer Creek, right? I think they have the more, the deeper resume, but DeSoto has the single individual best win. Yeah. I think there's, I do not, we'll reveal our rankings here coming up here in a little bit. That's a tease. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a wrong answer between those two. I'll just say that. I think if you believe that North Shore is the number one team in 6A, I agree. Yeah. If you think DeSoto is the number one team in 6A, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. And the thing is, I think it, North, it may Shore, not North Shore has a tougher district in games that really mm. matter. So I can say, right. I think that they're more battle tested, but. The one singular win, what does that matter? <laughs> beat it, like I said, beating Duncanville by multiple scores mm-hmm. is the most impressive win, arguably, for any team in Texas this year. I agree. My final thought. It's Monday morning follow. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Speaking of DeSoto, coming up here in just a moment, we'll be joined by the head coach of those DeSoto Eagles, Coach Claude Mathis. But first, as Abraham Lincoln once said, let's watch some ads. No. 
born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. It was the game that everybody had circled basically since the final gun of the 6A state championships last year. Uh, and the victorious DeSoto Eagles have moved to 9-0 and on the season and looking every bit the part of a team that can go back-to-back. And here to talk about it is the head coach of those reigning state champions in 6A Division II, Coach Claude Mathis. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? I, I bet you're doing great. How are things in DeSoto? <laughs> It's going good. It was uh, uh, pretty exciting around the, around the city, right down the community, in, in the town. I mean, everybody, everybody's fired up right now. Before we get into the actual nuts and bolts of the game, I'm, I'm interested in how you guys handled the postponement. The game was supposed to be played Friday night. Weather made that, you know, not, uh, you know, not able to happen. It gets pushed to Saturday. I think there are people who say, oh, what's the big deal? It's not, you know, it's just playing it a little bit later. I think you and I both know it's a lot easier said than done. How did you keep your guys focused? What was your message to your guys maybe when you sent them home on Friday night? Well, I, I, I learned from last year. I made a mistake last year, and I was vowed not to make the same mistake I did last year, this year. And I told our kids once they left the stadium, before they left, we had a meeting. I just told those kids they had to keep their same intensity. They got to continue to keep the same energy. They have to still have to be mentally tough. They got to still be meet the mindset when it comes to being mentally tough. But it's one thing they also got to do. They got to meet the physicality. And um, and that's what they did. Told them to go home and go to bed, go to sleep. Don't stay on the phone all night with their little girlfriends. Get them off, sacrifice, and let's just get back and play some football the next day. 
Well, you guys came out and, and, and certainly played some football with a 49-35 win uh, over Duncanville. Um, going into the game, just in broad strokes, what what do you what what were you viewing as like the real kind of critical keys for you guys? What did you guys going into that game? What did you feel like you guys needed to do to be able to knock off uh, the defending state champs, the number one team? It's the physicality of the thing. I mean, it's, it's the physicality of, of, of everything right now. That's what we have to do. We knew that we had to meet their physicality, and we have to be physical, just like they've been with us in the past. And we have to be mentally tough, but we, we have to make we have to score and take advantage of, of what they were giving us and execute. Because we didn't, we felt that the last two years we didn't execute very well against them. We was at home and we was up on them, and we let a punt return change the difference of the game. And that's what a lot of people don't forget. They forgot about that because when we were up, you know, nobody talks about that. They only talk about how Duncanville beat us, but we knew that we had a chance and we knew that we were good and we knew that we could play, but we just didn't make the same mistakes that we did the following year. Talk with Claude Mathis, head coach of the DeSoto Eagles around Texas football today. Get involved in the conversation in hashtag TF Today. Coach, uh, I came away so impressed by, you mentioned the physicality. Uh, I came away so impressed with your running game. Uh, especially, you know, the offensive line obviously doing their work, but it's important to remember that you guys are you guys are playing a, a man down. You know, Tiger Ryden didn't play in this game, but between Marvin Duffy and Jalen Jones, you guys still got a ton out of the running game. Uh, what was it about the running game that allowed you guys to be so successful? <laughs> it controlled the game, mm-hmm. and, and that's what you have to have a great running game in order to be successful. And that's that's in the playoffs. That's anytime you want to win a big game like that, you have to be able to run the football. And I and I felt that we had a, a, a great running game, even though we didn't have Tiger. We still had a really good run game. Our, our offensive line was really really good uh, on Saturday. They have been great uh, throughout the year, and I shouldn't say really good. They were great on Saturday. But they had a lot to prove. I mean, they had got tired of everybody talking about Duncanville mm-hmm. and how they had the five stars. We didn't have any five stars, but we had a couple of four stars and three stars. And they got tired of it, man. And they just proved it. They really proved who was the better line that, that day, and they did it. So I, I give kudos out to those guys. More running backs, they played well, man. They got downhill, made people miss, picked up the – and that's what a lot of people don't understand. I'm a running back, so I, I understand that. The pass protection was great. It was blitzing. Our running backs was picking it up, and it was unbelievable. So they, they did a great job overall, and we did all this without Tiger. But just having Tiger, mm-hmm. it would have it was been scarier. It really would have. Uh, the other guy on that that offense that's that's certainly worth mentioning is uh, is is QB one DJ Bailey, who throws for two sixty eight four touchdowns. Um, we saw him at seven on seven, and I came away really impressed with. Uh, it looked like then playing playing underwear football that he had really grown. Um, as the guy who sees him every day in practice, where have you seen the growth from DJ Bailey from last year to this year? How he communicates with his receivers and getting these young receivers and the guys no offense on on the same page. He's very competitive in practice. He competes hard in practice, but he studies the game. He's always in film, looking at video, knowing his opponent. Don't have to ask him to do that no more. He does it. Give you another example. We're in the game. I didn't start making the clock. DJ started making the clock. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that said a lot. And I don't let nobody do that but Coach Matthews. <laughs> DJ did it. And DJ was doing it. I said, DJ, I'm not, I'm not. I said, you making the clock? I said, I must have a lot of confidence to let you do that. I said, the reason why I'm letting you do this, DJ, is because of the leadership. And you're a senior. 
because it's the leadership. You know the game. And you said, Coach, enough is enough. Let us do this. We got you. And that's what he did. He totally took that thing over right there, but it's just because of his leadership capabilities, man. It, it, that's, that's saying he's a great quarterback. And I think he's the most underrated quarterback in the state of Texas. I really did. He's, he's certainly a star. Claude Mathis, head coach DeSoto, join us here. Uh, coach, the other side of the ball, the defense showed up to play in a big way as well. That's been a, a calling card for you guys these past couple of years. Um, this year's defense, I'm interested in comparing this year's defense versus last year's defense, which was so good for you guys all year long. What differences do you see maybe between this year's unit and last year's unit? I would probably say the, the back end mm-hmm. because we had so many seniors in the back end last year playing with Mario. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't have to expect Mario to do a lot last year, even though he was great at what he did. But those other seniors was there. But this year's back end is young and haven't been in the fire like Mario has. So there was some concern right there. But those guys have grown and have proven and has really, really got out of it. But the, the, the big key for us is that defensive line has been there. When you have Jason Douglas, Marshall, and Kiki playing the defensive line, and then you have our linebacking core with, with Lay, but the leader of that defense is Booker. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That's experience. That's knowledge. And when you take those guys, you put it together, it, it, it comes into a, just a great antidote just because we have the experience that have been there before, and those guys understand. Uh, 8-0 are the DeSoto Eagles. They're looking to finish off the regular season undefeated coming up this Thursday when they go on the road to Mansfield. And, and Coach, there's a Mansfield team that, uh, you know, 6-3, and three, it's a, I mean, it's a good district, so every team here is pretty darn good, and they would have loved nothing more, nothing more than to ruin your party. Uh, how, do you, how do you refocus your guys uh, to, to make sure that they, uh, they don't walk into a trap on, on Thursday? Well, again, we, we learned from last year. We almost did it last year because we lost a heartbreaker to uh, – we lost a really physical game to Duncanville last year. And then you, you go into that game and you got to win. And we, it was an ugly game, but we won. So we, we learned from our mistakes. And I know that we won't do the same thing this year. And they're a good team. Mansfield's a really good team. They're still trying to get in as well. But we're, our kids are going to continue to keep their focus like we always do. And they understand me. I don't look ahead. I look at one game at a time. And they know my focus. They know our culture that we have here. So that won't be hard to do. But it's a short week. We played on Saturday. And then we got to play on Thursday. So there is some concern there with me right now. So I have to come up with a game plan with my coaches in order to make sure that don't happen. He's Claude Mathis. He's the reigning state champion head coach of the reigning and defending state champion DeSoto Eagles. Now, 8-0 on the year. Coach, we sure appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the big win on, on Saturday, and go get them on Thursday. Hey, can I can I ask you one quick question? What's up? Who did you choose? Who, who did, did you pick? <laughs> who did I choose? Yeah, who did y'all pick? I, I, I'm just, just curious. That's <laughs> yeah, on wax. People know this. I'm just high. <laughs> Get him. I'm just curious. I'm hey, just I, curious. I, I, listen, no, give me, put me on camera. That's okay. I'll say it. Okay. Coach, I picked Duncanville. I picked I, Duncanville you... to win that game. And, <laughs> and, and you guys have had a history of making me look dumb over the past couple of years, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> you don't give you a hard time. I told you, I say, keep the streak of love. Keep it up. Because every time you choose somebody else, we win. So I told you. <laughs> Me and you joked about that before. We always joking around with that. So keep it going, man. I like it. Keep it going. Keep man, it going. Mansfield by a touchdown on Thursday. <laughs> Thank you, guys, man. It was a pleasure to be on here, man. And I really appreciate you guys. But more importantly, I really love what you guys do for high school football, man. You guys are awesome. And please continue to do it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Claude Mathis, <laughs> head coach, Soto Eagles. Oh, 
God, I was going to get off. <laughs> Absolutely not. There was no uh, way. Uh, there was, was no way. <laughs> thought I was going to escape, but then he said, let me ask you a question. I no, I, I usually, I already take the graphic down at that point. I was like, I'm not taking the graphic down. I know, <laughs> I know Claude better than that. Yeah, I know. I know. I, did, I mean, Dun- I think Duncanville is the favorite. I think, mm-hmm. I think you would consider it, it's not a big upset. I mean, the com- I'll just tell you this. Our computer rankings had uh, Duncanville by three. Duncanville by three. That's all on the road at DeSoto, too. So what they're saying is probably neutral site, Duncanville by about five or six. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that surprised me, Coach mentioned it a number of times, it was the physicality. Mm-hmm. Duncanville is not a team you can run around. If you're going to beat them, you have to run through them. You have to go through them. Like That's why North Shore has been able to beat them is because they've been able to go through them. And DeSoto... On on Saturday, Saturday they went through Duncanville, yep. and that is what was really impressive, because basically because nobody's been able to do that besides North Shore and then like that modern day team, but nobody's been able to do it. It was a remarkable remarkable win, uh, and if coaches if coaches banking on me picking against them, I got bad news. Got <laughs> <laughs> bad news for them. Anyway, we appreciate Claude Mathis, head coach of the DeSoto Eagles, joining us here on Texas Bowl today. We are at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Coming up here in just a moment, who's the number one team in Class 6A? We'll find out together with the unveiling of the Week 11 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associate Press Texas High School Rankings. But first, let's find out who's up for the Week 10 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in conjunction with the Tax Act Texas Bowl, is proud to give the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award, presented by Kroger, to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each week, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. Congratulations to this week's 10 nominees. Fans, be sure to vote for the player you believe should be the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week at TexasFootball.com. Voting closes Friday at noon with the winner announced shortly after on TexasFootball.com. Thanks to Kroger and the Tax Act Texas Bowl for their continued support of Texas high school football and the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. All right, Pickle. It is time to roll out the Week 11 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associate Press Texas High School Football Rankings. Dave Campbell's Texas Football has published the state's most respected Texas high school football rankings for decades and is the official ranking provider of the Associated Press since 2019. These rankings are compiled by the Dave Campbell's Texas football staff. Before we move on, pretty robust conversation this weekend Mm -hmm. about how to stack up 6A because there was a lot of of movement within 6A. There's movement all over the place in the rankings. But uh, the big question is, who's the number one team now that Duncanville has fallen? Let's find out together. Let's start with Class 6A. The top 25 with the number one Galena Park North Shore Mustangs who get the nod at number one after their win over Tascacita. DeSoto's win over Duncanville nudges them up to number two. Westlake up to number three. Vandegrift up to number four. And then you find Duncanville falling from number one to number five. There's a lot more movement there besides the top of the table as well. Specifically, uh, North Crowley gets a big win. They move up to number six ahead of their big showdown with Crowley. Byron Nelson 
Their big win over South Lake Carroll vaults them all the way up to number seven uh, with a big win over uh, over the, the Dragons. A, a wildly, wildly impressive victory uh, for them. Katie remains the same at number eight. Uh, and then you get into some more movement. Humble Summer Creek up a spot to uh, to number nine with their win last week over C.E. King. South Lake Carroll tumbles to number 10. Atascacita tumbles to number 11. There's also movement at the bottom of the rankings. Dr uh, number 16, Pflugerville Weiss crashes out with their loss to Hewitt Midway. Number 25, the Woodlands crashes out with their loss to Willis. As a result, there's some movement. Dripping Springs, San Antonio, Reagan, Rockwall, Prosper, Coppell, Lake Travis, Klein Collins, and Fort Bend Ridgepoint all move up a spot. McKinney back into the rankings with their win over Denton Geyer, now number 24. And Louisville back into the rankings with their win over Plano East. They are now the number 25 team. So the answer is Galena Park North Shore. Moves up to, from number 2 to number 1 after Duncanville's loss to Soto up to number 2. Uh, we'll have more coverage of this on TexasFootball.com about the, the decision-making process there. But in the end, the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs, your new number one team in Class 6A. To 5A we go, where there was also some movement. 5A Division One got a facelift. Number three, Mansfield Timberview loses to Richland. They crash out of the rankings. Number four, Port Arthur Memorial loses to Barbers Hill. They crash out of the rankings. As a result, your new number three team is Fullshear, number four, Smithson Valley, and number five, Red Oak, ahead of their big game with Midlothian this week. Frisco Lone Star up to number six, PSJA North up to number seven, Forney up to number eight, and two new teams into the rankings. Number nine, College Station back into the rankings with a big win over rival a Consolidated. And new to the rankings, the Royals of Richland, 9-0 and after a 10-point win over Mansfield Timberview. They are the number 10 team in the state. 5A Division II, much less interesting. Literally everybody won with the uh, exception of Montgomery Lake Creek at number two, who is idle. Your top five remains unchanged. Melissa, Montgomery Lake Creek, Midlothian Heritage, Texas High, and Port Natchez Groves. To 4A we go. 4A Division I only had a little bit of churn at the bottom. Bay City loses to Iowa Colony. Th that drops them out of the rankings. At, they were number 10. And new to the rankings, I should say back into the rankings, the La Vega Pirates, uh, who were on deck, they jump up to number 10 uh, despite being idle. Everything else remains the same. Top five unchanged. Bernie, Salina, Anna, Kilgore, and Iowa Colony. 4A Division II is the, it basically exactly the same. A little bit of churn at the bottom. Uh, number 10, Van, loses uh, to Carthage. That drops them out of the rankings. And in their place, how about the 9-0 and Ingleside Mustangs? Uh, with a win over Orange Grove, now 9-0 and in the year. The, the number 10 team in the state. Top five remains unchanged, though. Carthage, now 10-0 and and taking a Week 11 open date. Silsby, Pleasant Grove, Cuero, and Wimberley. To 3A we go. 3A Division 1, kind of a similar story. Some churn at the bottom, but stability at the top. Uh, number 9, Clyde, loses uh, to Iowa Park, and that uh, knocks him from the ranks of the unbeatens and from the ranks of the state-ranked. Number 9, Paradise, is, the, uh, is the, the benefactor here as they move up one spot to number 9. And into the rankings, the 9-0 Jordanton Indians. Jordanton gets a big win over Lytle, 51-10, to move to 9-0 on the year. They get a nice win over uh, over over Lytle. They are now the number 10 team in the state. Top five remains unchanged. Malik, or Columbus, Malakoff, Winsboro, Brock, and Bushland, your top 10. Top five, rather. Three Division two, nothing to see here. Went 9-0, Newton was idle. Top five remains unchanged. Gunner, Canadian, Tidehaven, Hooks, and Newton, your top five in three Division two. To 2A. Hope you're hungry. 
for nothing. 2A Division One unchanged. Everyone's a winner. Everyone goes 10-0. and 0. In fact, they gave up a grand total. Top five gave up a grand total of 12 points all weekend. Top five remains unchanged. Timpson, Refurio, Toller, Stratford, and Cooper ahead of Timpson's big game against Garrison on Saturday or on Friday. Keep an eye on that one. Two Division Two's got a little bit of churn. Number nine Seymour loses to Winthorst. That drops them out of the rankings. Groover moves up a spot despite being idle to number nine. And new at number ten, the Trojans of Winthorst. It's seven and two, but a big winner over Seymour. Getting hot at the right time are the Trojans of Winthorst. They're the new number ten team in two A Division Two. Top five unchanged: Albany, Martin, Newhome, Collinsville, and Love Lady. To 1A we go. Six-man football. A couple of movement, a little bit of movement here. Borden County scores a really nice 42-30 win over number nine Rankin. As a result, they move up a spot to number nine. The Rankin crashes out of the rankings. That makes room for Union Hill. The Bulldogs are 9-0 after a 58-0 win over Savoy. Into the rankings for the first time this year. Top five remains unchanged. Gordon, Knox City, Abbott, Westbrook, and Jonesboro. 1A Division 2, nothing to see. Everyone was a winner with the exception of Jayton, Klondike, and Whitherrell, who were all idle. Uh, top five remains unchanged. Benjamin, Oglesby, Jayton, Richland Springs, and Klondike. Richland Springs, now 10-0. They have finished their season. They Regular season, rather. They await the playoffs at undefeated. The private school ranks. The 11-man ranks were, were easy to do. Okay, Everyone was a winner. Uh, uh, St. Thomas gets a big win over Houston St. Pius X. Uh, Austin Regents makes short work of San Antonio TMI. Argyle Liberty Christian now 9-0 on the year with a win over four with All Saints. Top five unchanged Houston St. Thomas, Dallas Christian, Austin Regents, Argyle Liberty Christian, and Bel Air Episcopal. But it's the private school six-man ranks you got a makeover. Okay, so... Passing into First Baptist, the number one team in the state, knocks off number three Conroe Covenant in an emphatic fashion, 68-20. to 20. They remain number one. That knocks Conroe Covenant out of the rankings. Also, number four Bastrop Tribe Consolidated loses to Victoria Cobra's homeschool. And as a result, Houston Emery Weiner moves up a spot to number three. Back into the rankings, Austin Hill Country, they get a 114-70 to 70 win over Austin, Texas School for the Deaf. They are now up to number four in the rankings. Their one loss in the year, by the way, is to Jonesboro, which is a loss that has aged pretty well. And new to the rankings, I think for the first time, the Victoria, Co- Victoria Co- Cobra's Homeschool, now 9-0 on the year after a win over state-ranked Bastrop Tribe Consolidated. They are your number, not new, number five team. So there you have it, the Week 11 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associate Press, Texas High School Football Rankings. A little bit of movement across the state, especially at the 6A ranking, uh, 6A marks. You can find all the rankings at texasfootball.com slash rankings. Matt Stepp and I are going to have a deep dive discussion about this on Tep and Step about the, the conversation that went into ranking North Shore number one in 6A because it was a real debate. And I think there's, there's, I think, like I said, I think that there's no wrong answer there. Um, the funny thing is, Pickle, you know what we're going to do next week? The the world's most useless rankings. Yep. Next week is next week is an exercise. Next week is an exercise in insanity because mm-hmm. we're going to do these rankings, and like, who cares? Yeah, you know it's what done I mean. At that point, like, it's just like, oh, you finished the year at number one. Okay, if you lose in the first round of the playoffs, who stinking cares? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So yeah, I, I I always think that the week the the final postseason rankings are funny, uh, and we will have those for you next week on Texas Football Today. 
Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Um, in case you missed it all this weekend, I think most people did not miss it, but uh, Friday was Snapshot Day, mm-hmm. and um, Matt Stepp was hitting the phones about all of the enrollment numbers. So we have a ton of Snapshot Day content yes. up on TexasFootball.com. If you want to see where you think your team um, could possibly be end up mm-hmm. um go ahead go check it out uh some notables i'll just say this alito gonna be real close mm-hmm. to that 6a line looks like uh highland park yep probably moving back down to 5a long view long view might be moving up to 6a be real close to that 6a line um gunner gonna be real close to that 381 line lake belton Going to be real close to that 6A line. Is it funny that when you said Gunner could possibly move up, I think that that affects the other teams in 3A in Division One almost uh, more than Gunner? <laughs> uh, Brock, almost certain to move up to 4A. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to textball.com. We got all the snapshot numbers uh, for realignment, which is coming up in February because football don't sleep around here. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to the head coach of the DeSoto Eagles, Coach Claude Mathis, for hopping on with us. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.